0: Please listen carefully.
1: Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris.
0: All right, welcome to another episode of Autism in the Wild. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Noah. And today we have special guest, Mike. Mike, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Why don't you uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background about who you are, whatever you want to share.
2: Okay. Uh, my name is Mike Durdorf, and I live here in Grundy Center. I am married to my wife, Margot, who works as an occupational therapist at the hospital here in Grundy. And I have two stepsons on the adult stepsons on the spectrum, Alex Eichholz, who is twenty, and Drew Eichholz, who is eighteen and goes to school at River Hills. And I was diagnosed with autism at a very young age. I was probably about two when I was diagnosed back in the mid '60s.
0: Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions: was uh, when you were diagnosed? Can you do you remember much about your your early childhood?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I remember some. Um, I do remember there was one instance. I well, actually, a lot of times I had to go to a hospital at the university in Iowa city to have tests and that done therapy, what have you. And there's one instance I remember in particular still to this day, they put little, uh, I don't know what they call them, diodes or whatever on my head for brain waves. And I can remember my mom see how hard it was to get the glue washed out of my head after that because it was so – I mean, the the glue was really strong. It was really hard to get out. And I just remember going there a lot until I was about eight. And then after that, I pretty much didn't go to – didn't really have to go to a point for autism anymore. I was pretty much mainstreamed in the school. And Hmm. I was bullied a little bit, but not as bad as some kids are. So –
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. How how big of a school did you go to?
2: I uh, went to a school would be probably uh, class 1A in football, class 2 in other sports. Class, I think, was 74, so down in Wilton.
0: Okay. So. okay. Do you have any questions to no, anyone ask here? Let's see. How
2: did you get involved
0: in advocacy?
2: I um in 2012 we were Margo and I were contacted by uh, the directors of a the play Peg Round Hole and they interviewed, I don't did they interview you guys too or not Yeah I don't remember uh, yeah. Andy Andy? And, Andy and Anushka Yep 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 Okay that was part of that same project and they interviewed Margo and I and I thought, well, if they could, you know, and I could think, I was thinking later on, you know, if they could help autistic people, you know, I I should be able to also. So that's really where it all began was 2013. And I've been doing it pretty much ever since on and off. Um, Gotten a little bit busier the last few weeks or so. Got a lot of projects going on right now. I'm helping actually be a consultant in a play down at Coralville called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. So I've been doing that. And I am active also with the ID Action Voter Guide, trying to get disabled people to get out and vote. And also, I am involved with the uh, Wandering and Safety Project going on in Waterloo, which we're having an event on the 18th of September. We're doing that um, because of the disappearance of Jake. Unfortunately, that didn't end well. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And the gal who's running it, decided to do something you know she wanted to get something going and i found her on facebook and contacted her and then there's been a bunch of other people out and what else do i have there's one more thing oh let's see i i, I just got so much stuff going on it's hard to keep track of it all but yeah it's been really been really really busy so but i enjoy doing it because i think all people need a voice and i kind of want to be that voice
0: yeah that's great uh I really you know, I really appreciate, as a parent, you stepping up and, and having a voice, especially as someone who is on the spectrum that can really give uh, perspective to people who are willing to listen. Mm-hmm. So thank you for doing that. And I, I believe you're also involved with being an advocate to, like, uh, first responders. Is that true?
2: Yes. That's that safety event that's going to happen in Waterloo at the fire station, main fire station on the east. There's going to be first responders there, firemen, police officers. Pretty much any safety personnel are invited to attend, and kids on the spectrum and their parents are invited as well. That's cool. And I also go around and do other stuff like that too.
0: Cool. So you're on the board of the – are you on the board of the Autism Society of Iowa? Yes, that's correct. Uh, What are some of your responsibilities in – or what are some of the things that you've done as part of being a board member?
2: Um, I serve on the Adult Services Committee, and one of the big things, two of my biggest things, are talking to first responders, policemen, firemen, any emergency personnel about how to handle a person with autism should an emergency arise. And my other thing I'm really interested in I'm really like the push is trying to get autistic people employed because the unemployment rate among autistic people is very high anywhere from or unemployment or um, anywhere from 65% up to 90%. And to me, that's way too high because there is a lot of talent in the autism community. That's not being tech because people see the word autism and they go, I don't know if I want to, you know, I don't want to hire them or whatever, but, I guarantee you if you hire a person with autism and you put them in a spot they're comfortable with they will do great things for you. And that's one of the points I try to get, to get across to people. is just give us a chance and if we have everything we need we're we're fine and we and we'll do a great job for you. So that's one thing I really push.
1: Um what are some tips for employers who are looking to employ an autistic person?
2: I would say uh, if they ask for accommodations Give them to them because, I mean, a lot of times, I know, at least with me anyway, if there's a lot of noise around, I get very distracted. And, and if you pile, work onto a person to get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done that could possibly lead to a meltdown. So mm-hmm. one advice, one thing of advice I would have is when you give directions, write them down on a piece of paper or send through an email or whatever because verbal, I, I, at least with me anyway, verbal instruction is something I don't always pick up real well. And if I see it written down or typed up or whatever, then I can follow it a little bit easier. And another thing too is, don't give us a bunch of things to do at one time because I'll guarantee you that will lead to maybe to some to a possible meltdown, and then we'll have all, then there will be all sorts of issues. So mm-hmm. if you keep it simple. I mean we're 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 smart enough to do to do the job but just don't pile 20 thousand different tasks upon us and expect to have it done well so keep it simple would be the best advice I have
0: You know I think that's good advice for people who aren't on the spectrum too I think a lot of times if if directions are written down and People aren't overwhelmed and just know what they're supposed to do. I think that would make a lot of people maybe happier in their jobs, maybe do their job even better than they do now.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson to hear uh, for, (laughs) for a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah. I know it at our son, Isaac, he he's been in class with your stepson, Drew and Last year, we uh, his teacher just started mm-hmm. having um, Isaac get his daily instructions through email, like probably oh. once, once or twice a week. So Isaac has to log in to a Gmail account and print off his list, and then he's in charge yeah. of going through it. So we're trying to start the process of what it would be like if Isaac was in the workplace and he had to get instructions from an email type of, you know, an online type of source versus what they do in school, you know, you know a written schedule or whatever. So, uh, so far that's been going pretty well for him. He's, he's done, from what I understand, he's been doing great. So, All good. Good you to know. hear. What are some of the tips you might have for uh, an autistic person who is seeking employment?
2: I would say one thing, I and I mentioned this Friday, I was at a conference in West Des Moines, an employment conference on Friday, put on by the Autism Society of Iowa. And one thing, there were a few autistic kids in the audience, and what I said was don't give up on your dreams. If there's something you really, really, really want to do, by all means, do everything you can, can to get to do what you want to do. Because right now, Alex, he's my older stepson. He wants to be a, a mechanic and I told I tell him I said, keep keep pushing, you know, keep doing what you want to do. Because I mean, you only live one time, so you may as well enjoy doing what you're doing. So um yeah, if you're like let's say you're interested in radio or whatever the case may be, just keep pursuing that and don't and don't lose sight of it. And don't let people tell you no you can't do it because that's not true. You can do anything you put your mind to. And that's what I try to tell these kids and adults for that matter too. You can do anything you want to do and don't let people try to tell you, no.
0: yeah, that's, that's great advice. Uh, in the, in the conference you're at, do they talk about, for a person who is on the spectrum, are there, are there organizations or people that can help them uh, find employment?
2: I would say go to the Autism Society of Iowa uh, face or the website, which I'll go real slow with this. It's A-U-T-I-S-M-I-A dot O-R-G, and there are a lot of resources on there that people can look at.
0: Okay. So did you, did you have uh, someone assisting you with either writing a resume or filling out an application or trying to find uh, the right employer for you? Or did you just, um, were you just doing that on your own?
2: I was pretty much doing it on my own, but I work at Talk to Me Technologies mm-hmm. now, and that's a great company to work for. And uh, what I did, because I really wanted to work there, was I had my wife Margo type up a, res- a really good resume for me that list all my strengths and that. So, and they saw my resume, and I had interviewed actually with them a couple times before, and I, kept saying i really want to work here and finally i got hired a little over a year ago so i'm really liking it there and and i'm finding something i really enjoy doing helping out the autism community and i i know a lot of people on the spectrum like to work by themselves and i'm one of those too if i'm working by myself i do a lot better uh they a perfect job and i'm really happy about it
0: that's that's awesome i Our- Isaac's device we got through Talk to Me Technology, so we're familiar with that organization. That that's great. And you know, mm-hmm. I've kind of followed you on Facebook for a while and we've been friends for a while. And I know you've had some other uh jobs before this one. And so I'm happy that you found something that you really enjoy doing.
2: Yes. hmm Yep, yeah. it's awesome. Great people to work for.
0: And they were were they pretty open to the accommodations that you needed?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. I told Kate I work better by myself, you know, and things like that. So cleaning devices was actually the perfect job for me because I have them bring the devices and take them apart and clean them. I got to keep them separate from the other, from everything else out there. I got to make sure everything's all sanitized and make sure everything's all clean and ready to go for, for the next client whenever they program it, program it, or do whatever they have to do out there. So Mm
1: -hmm. Um, what what advice do you have for adults with autism or parents or young kids or anything like that?
2: One thing I would say as a parent is be patient with your kids, get into their world. Because if you kind of shun them, that's not good. And I suggest that for not just parents, but for all people. Get into their world. Because if you do that, you're, you're going to have a friend for life and not shun them because, oh, this person has autism, I better stay away from them or whatever, you know? And that's, no. You got to accepting people. No matter if they have autism, ADHD, or if they're in a wheelchair or whatever, just basically people with disabilities just not need to start being more accepting of everybody just everybody's different and if everybody's more accepting i think the world would be a lot better place
0: yeah i think that's great advice mike we really appreciate you having having you on as a guest thanks thanks for um reaching out and asking to be on the show it was a lot of fun and i definitely learned a couple things
1: Mm
2: -hmm. okay
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Well, well thanks for having me i really appreciate
0: it i want to thank mike again for joining us On this episode, Noah, uh, what were some of your thoughts about what Mike had to say today?
1: When he was specifically saying for employment to not, like, give up on what you want to do, for people who are on the spectrum themselves to be, for people who have to interact with them to be more compassionate, I guess, to people with them and be more, like, in their world to more fully understand what they're going through and accommodations and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because accommodations are, at least in school, are we talk about those and with IEPs and stuff. That's, there's a lot of accommodations built in there, but it's interesting how he said, as an as an employee and employer, making sure that you have the right accommodations to be successful in your job. I thought that was really uh, a really good good thing to hear. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, even where I work, uh, we have some remote workers, and and if we don't have the right tools to do our job, we 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 can't do our job as well as we could if we had the right tools. Hmm. So yeah, I thought that was good too. What did you uh, think about his uh, thoughts on advocacy?
1: Um, I think that what he's doing is a great is a great thing, and just to. And it just generates more like publicity for people that are on the spectrum and for the whole autism spectrum disorder thing in general, which is always nice.
0: Yeah, I, I really appreciate everything Mike is doing because it's, you know, one thing as a parent to be an advocate, but if you can be your own advocate for someone on the spectrum, I, that is very powerful. And the the fact that Mike is out there putting himself out there and being so involved with so many different areas is is great and that's only going to better educate people get people more informed and that's just that's really great so good job mike and if there's other people out there who are on the spectrum uh, are thinking about being an advocate you know reach out to mike we're going to provide his contact information in the show notes i'm sure he would be happy to talk to you about that so, anything else you'd like to talk about in this no episode? No, all right. Very good. So, you're off to another your your senior year in school. Mm-hmm. And uh, how's that going so far? Not terrible. <laughs> so, one thing that's interesting, Mike said he's a consultant for uh, the a play, and you're at mm-hmm. and you're actually going to be in that, that same, same exact play. show.
1: My school is doing uh the production of the curious incident of a dog in the night time which if you don't know is a is a show about this kid christopher who is a who his neighbor's dog was killed and he has to figure out who the murderer is and he also has autism as well and it kind of is it really shows what his world is like and how different people's worlds of people who are on the spectrum are compared to people who aren't on the spectrum and it's pretty eye opening for people who have never thought of it that way before.
0: So yeah, that'll be a fun
1: show to put together.
0: hmm And I think the show that Mike's helping out is in the Iowa City area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, and you guys are doing it at the high school, so that's mm-hmm. that's pretty good. What what kind of roles do you get to play? Ensemble stuff. Yeah. Aren't you a drunk guy? I don't know, really. Oh, okay. Mm. Anyway, well, it should be fun, I, mm-hmm. and I, I'm glad that you're involved with that, Noah, because I, I know you were struggling on whether you should get involved or not, based on your your, yeah. your load. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad that you're involved, and maybe you can be a, a voice, yeah, in, in there too for um, the character. Yeah. So. Of course. Great. Okay. Anything else nope. you'd like to talk about? No. Nope, just... All right. Noah do wants do. to wrap this up. All right. We got things to do, right? Mm-hmm. All right. As usual, you can find more information about our podcast on our website, autisminthewild.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at autisminthewild. We appreciate you sharing this podcast with others. Uh, I think the more we can get this out to people, what we're just trying to do here is educate and uh, about autism and and some of the challenges and opportunities there. So appreciate anything you can do to share this with others. And as always,
1: thanks for listening.